Welcome to Real Talk with Life After Grief, Chris, where we talk about relevant issues as it relates to individuals in grief as they navigate finances and the advisors who help them. We help clients in grief navigate financial matters. We also teach advisors how to emotionally and financially work with clients in grief through an unparalleled process. This week's episode is sponsored by Life After Grief Financial Planning and Life After Grief Consulting. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Real Talk with Life After Grief, Chris. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about something that I produced, something I'm pretty proud of, and I'm going to brag on myself a little bit. I don't normally do that, and I remember a client a long time ago told me, if you don't take the opportunity to brag on yourself, chances are no one else will. So I'm going to use this platform to do so. I'm going to be talking about the program that I produced, the online training program. It's called the Advisor's Guide to Grieving Clients. I developed this program uh, within the, probably the last three years. This was a result of, one, me building my firm five years ago. And unbeknownst to me, there were a lot of advisors that sought me out specifically for my advice and the unique nature of me working with clients and grief specifically. So as time went on, I developed this training course. And so a lot of my friends, specifically ones that have known me through college, probably pre-college, joked that I have an elementary education degree and I never formally used it in the sense of being paid to become a teacher. Well, I made this training course out of all of that tutelage I gained at the University of Florida in my studies in elementary education. I put him to work in this training program. And I was fortunate to, you know, have a lot of advisors take this course and give me a lot of great feedback. I um, made a couple of iterations of it, and I'm going to go through, you know, a lot of the course in brief detail here on the podcast. And again, the name of the course is the Advisor's Guide to Grieving Clients, and it can be found on my website at lifeaftergriefconsulting.com. The course is broken up basically into 10 sections. There may be an uh, overflow of an 11th section. And it's really designed to be easy to use, navigate. You can pull resources out of it. And it's very timely into things that you need to do with your client. And I've also found that clients alike have found value out of this as well, whether their own situation or working with a friend or a family. So without further ado, I'm going to go through some of the details. And again, it's going to be very brief, the steps. The course uh, probably would take about three or four hours to complete. And it is certified for continuing education purposes through the Certified Financial Planning Board of Standards. So in the workflow, and again, I'm going to give you 10 workflows, which equate to 10 of the sessions. Workflow or step number one, determine your client's type of grief. And I'm going to be very specific because it differs. So if a client is suffering from grief due to a death, it could be different from a client dealing with grief 
from a divorce or a client dealing with grief due to a spouse's incarceration. This will also lay the groundwork with the support services you'll give to your client kind of along the way. Step number two in the workflow, determine your client's preferred grieving style. This is very, very important, and I would argue this is probably one of the most important steps. I have highlighted clients kind of landing in two spots, and they're not mutually independent of each other. So an analytical griever and an emotional griever. An analytical griever, as you can imagine, is someone that is very matter-of-fact they tend to just try to push through things without a lot of aid and a lot of help with their emotions. And they just want to kind of get to the next step, specifically in the financial process. I have found that those type of grievers tend to move very quickly through the financial process when they're in a state of grief. Conversely, emotional grievers tend to as the name sounds, they're very emotional through the process and they tend to work slower. And if you understand that as someone that is working with or helping someone in grief, it will broaden your expectations. One of the first things that I heard from an advisor before I built my training course was that I have a client that is working too slow through the process. And I had to push back on that advisor and say, well, shame on you. You don't have a fair expectation on how fast or slow they should be moving because you haven't been exposed to the proper resources, so to speak. Step number three, understanding what to say to your client. And I'm also going to link this with another session, also understanding how to communicate to your client. In this particular section, I highlight and outline some very specific things that you can say to your client. For instance, how is today going? Or how has this week been? I wouldn't necessarily ask yes or no questions. So give your griever an opportunity to expand. Or if they just want to say, you know, I don't feel like expanding. When I ask those questions, I commonly get, well, today is either a good day or it's a bad day because of such and such. Or my mind is spinning and it's racing. And then I can kind of come in after you know they comment and I can say things like, well, your emotions and what you're going through are completely normal. Session number four, understanding your client's background and family dynamics. So important to understand if you are working with a griever, do they have family support or do they have any support at all? If they have no support, it's going to be drastically different than if they have support. And it's also going to be different in the services that you offer to them. Just imagine how much more handholding you would have to do with an emotional griever that has no support. Conversely, how little handholding you would have to do with an analytical griever who has a ton of friends and family support. So that's why I kind of highlight the two there. Session number five, understanding proper protocols and timelines. I would also include in this session the proper team around the client and things to do in regards to immediately and 30 days, 60 days and beyond with your client. And do you, as the advisor, really even want to work with a client? Do you have the tools or the wherewithal? Session number six. 
Know how to properly communicate with your client. There is a very specific tool. I came across this tool in my certified financial transitionist studies, and it's called specifically communication preferences. This details, in this session, details how your client wants to be communicated to. Do they like email? Do they like in-person meetings? Do they like Zoom meetings? Do they want you to text message them? Do they want you to check on them very often? Do they want to meet once a month? Do they want to meet once a week? Do they want to meet once a quarter? All of those things go into communicating with your client specifically, and it highlights communicating to them in their language, in their grief language. And also, do you have the proper system in place to be able to track that? I can give you an example of a client that I met recently, and it was an information session that we had up front, and I could understand that she, through all the sessions I just told you, that she was going to need a whole lot of hand-holding. Ended up being that we needed to meet once a week for six months. And imagine how different that is if you don't know or understand the needs of your client from a communication standpoint. Conversely, there's a client that I've been working with before I instituted this kind of protocol. We were haphazardly meeting once a quarter, and it wasn't anything set in stone, but we just happened to meet every quarter. And I reached out to the client and I said, hey, I want to really understand the communication that you want. And on the form, she told me that she really wants to see my face and feel me basically once a quarter. So we sit down and have lunch once a quarter. And again, that was gained out of that tool that I just spoke about. Understanding what a grief trigger is. This is session number seven. Understanding what a grief trigger is and how it affects your client. I'm going to give you a specific example of a grief trigger that I encountered and it just came out of nowhere. So my family and I were going to, and it was a mutual friend, uh, family friend gathering. And I had to stop and I had to deliver something to my parents' house after we sold it to some folks that were there. I walked up to the door and my whole demeanor changed. As the folks asked me you know, if I wanted to come inside and... I couldn't even walk through the threshold of the door. I just had to give the individual the belongings that they needed um, that I was delivering. And I went to the car and my two boys were there and my wife was there. And my wife, you know, looked at me and I just sat there. And then we got to a stoplight and I started crying I tried to hold it together because I didn't want to be an emotional wreck, you know, for the 20 minute drive that we were going to this friend's house. So when we got to our friend's house, a family friend, I asked everybody to just walk inside and just let me have a few moments by myself. And it turned out to be probably 20 or 30 minutes. Um, I just sat in the car sobbing. And that was a grief trigger that was unbeknownst to me. It just came out of nowhere. I realized, you know, once my parents' home was sold and it was finalized, at that moment, I couldn't go inside the house. So that's going to happen to your clients or folks that you're close with. It's going to come out of nowhere. And my message is to be accepting of that when it happens. Session number eight, understanding what 
stage of grief your client is. I'm going to simplify for our purposes the kind of stages of grief. You know, depending on where you look, there could be six stages of grief, seven stages of grief or more. And I'm going to simplify them into four. Anticipation, ending, passage, and the new normal. So understanding where your client is within one of those stages is crucial and important. And you will also understand how far they can progress in that stage. If a client is anticipating, let's just say they're anticipating a divorce, they may be trying to gear up for some things or they may be an emotional wreck. Ending. And this is basically when the event has Past, there is no point of return. Passage is when you are kind of in that in-between stage of things have ended already and you are kind of in limbo to learning how to regain joy in life. And then the new normal, I'm living that new normal and I've been living it for quite a long time and I am enjoying the new normal. Although it's different, I am enjoying it. So just to give you a little bit of clarity there. And again, there are some very specific emotional things that go on in each one of those stages. Session number nine, offer support services. I'm going to give you another example of how I integrated or offer support services to one of my clients. So one of my clients, she's a widow. And immediately upon meeting, I solicited from her whether she had been to grief counseling or not. And she said no. And I just simply said, well, I generally just kind of make the recommendation. I'm not going to push you, but I just make the recommendation. And if at any point you need grief counseling, I'm here and I can help facilitate the process. So several months later, she had said, Chris, I had been you know, trying to get some uh, traction with uh, the hospice organization that I worked with. I said, really? And I said, okay, well, I have a contact because I work with hospice. Let me get on the phone and let me try to speed up your process. And I got back within contact with her. And it was very fast that I did that because I had the proper resources at my fingertips and gave it to her. And she was able to set up some sessions almost immediately with hospice for grief counseling. Session number 10 Workflows, checklist, and resource guides. These are pretty, I found these are pretty important for advisors. They like workflows, they like resource guides, and they like checklist. And this addresses, in regards to checklist, a lot of things that need to be addressed in a very timely manner. It's not an all-inclusive list, but I'd say it's pretty close. There's an insurance release form. There is a potential for incapacity form. There are a lot of things in this resource guide that a lot of advisors either don't know or are trying to learn on the fly. And again, as I'm kind of wrapping up the sessions, I call them episodes, I intertwine that language. The resource guide is designed to be quick, easy, and you know, not a situation to where you have to load things onto your computer and kind of wonder where you're going to get these if something pops up. I'm going to give you another example. There was an advisor that reached out to me within the last few months that said, hey, I have a spouse, excuse me, husband and wife couple, a spouse passed away very quickly. 
and I need help. I have no idea what to do. I immediately pointed the client, the advisor, which now became my client, to the advisor's guide to grieving clients. And I said, this is going to be a great tool for you to navigate that situation. If after you go through the process, and again, it's a short process, it was a few hours for her to go through that, you have other questions, please let me know. And we had some dialogue and some banter. I've also set up a Facebook group, which is unique to folks that have taken the course and asked some very unique questions. I had a question from an advisor. What happens if I, the advisor, am personally going through something in regards to grief? How do I, you know, react to clients? And my message was completely normal. And in fact, let clients know that you are going through something yourself personally. That just humanizes your ability to not necessarily stand on a pedestal above your client. You're at the ground level, you know, with them and you really understand what is going on through the grief process. So, With that being said, I appreciate you listening, and if you like this episode or any other ones, please feel free to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening pleasure, and please feel free to pass this episode on or any other episode to any friends, family members, or colleagues. See you in the next episode. for listening to our podcast. If you are a client and are looking to work directly with me, Chris, and or my firm, head on over to Life After Grief FP. That is Life After Grief FP. The FP is for financialplanning.com. If you are an advisor looking to emotionally and financially work with your client in grief, or if you are a client looking to get your advisor's head in the game, head on over to lifeaftergriefconsulting.com. That is lifeaftergriefconsulting.com. Any information referenced in this week's podcast will be located here in the podcast section. And as always, please feel free to share this week's podcast with any friend, family member, or colleague. Thanks for listening. See you next week on the next episode.